from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, Kansas City. I'm glad you guys are back and hopefully in from the cold. This is probably the story of the, the century. I don't know. At least 50 <laughs> years worth, right? I mean, there you go. <laughs> the parade for the Chiefs championship went down in Kansas City, and, and we're going to go through a ton of that. It is something you haven't seen. I haven't seen in my lifetime. It, it's so You're old. once. Uh, yeah, I know, right? It's so once in a lifetime, at least to this point, um, that it should be celebrated with something pretty cool from Ryko Sports. Yeah, and you know, you you saw that parade. The parade was awesome. It was fantastic. Uh, and one of the things that I really enjoyed about that parade was watching Anthony Sherman carry around a one of a kind football, which was the MVP for Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Uh, but our friends at Nyko Sports have a football commemorating this Chiefs season as well. So I think that's something you really need to take a look at. The football includes every single score for this season, including the playoffs, and an entire panel that is going to say Super Bowl champions uh, because it was automatically upgraded uh, once they won the Super Bowl title. And it's $99. It's it's unique, and it's so rare that this happens. They're giving away part of their proceeds to be donated to the Cornerstones of Care Foundation in Kansas City. That's great as well. So go call them at 1-800-345-2868 right away. They're going like crazy, especially now that the official celebration has been you know hit its peak at this point. Uh, so 1-800-345-2868, or you can order online at nikosports.com. That's N-I-K-C-O-Sports.com, and let them know that we sent you. And I'm glad that you brought up the football, because not only is the Nico football unique, but that mirror ball uh, that, that Patrick <laughs> Mahomes got for being MVP, I think it's it's pretty good looking. It's interesting to look at, but I just want to know, was there a bet that was lost? Why was Anthony Sherman running around with it all day? Anthony Sherman's the per- personal protector. He always has been of the QBs. Uh, you know, honestly, I, I have always loved Anthony Sherman, and uh, it's always been fantastic to have him here, and I hope that he's able to come back in 2020 as well. Uh, that's another conversation for another day. But one of the things that I've always enjoyed is watching the team get led out of the tunnel, uh, and, and not necessarily completely onto the field, but just coming out of the tunnel to where if they're at home or away, uh, you always have the QB who's leading them out of the tunnel, but you always have Sherman right next to the QB. And it's your biggest and badass, most badass guy that is just sitting there. He is the personal protector of your QB. And you could tell during the parade and throughout, Sherman was sitting with Mahomes and Kelsey. We knew Mahomes and Kelsey were really close. I had no idea Sherman was as close as as they are. And it sounds like, you know, you see Sherman and Mahomes watching or, you know, talking on the sidelines during the game all the time. And I didn't know that either. So it is impressive to see that kind of relationship with those two. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I was unaware of that too. They're clearly a lot closer than we thought, but um, the three of them are quite a trifecta. And I, I do want to say this is a public service announcement. <laughs> if you do get to touch the Lombardi trophy, don't put your mouth on it. You don't know where that thing's been. No, that's no joke. I mean, after, you know, after Sherman and Kelsey had been doing shots off of beer off the Lombardi, uh, you know, I did think it was interesting because you asked the other day, you know, I, or maybe I asked you how much the Lombardi weighs. I did go look. It is only seven pounds, so it is pretty light, uh, but it it does cost them $50,000 to make it every year. Wow. That's that's still pretty impressive. Um, I would not want to be carting that thing around um, all day, you know, but. You have to for today. And 
that that football uh, the MVP trophy is is so much like it. It's 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 very similar, and I I like that they're got him there on the stage showing it. I mean, just it, it's part of the organization at that part, at least part of this celebration. And the other thing that stood out, and this was probably my favorite thing that I saw on the day, and I do wish I had been there, but um, you know, circumstances come across that way. The thing that stood out to me the most that I was happiest with um, was to see Frank Clark and Terrell Suggs wearing Derek Thomas's jersey, uh, throwing it back to the guy that, man, you would have loved to have seen this in the 90s with Derek. Uh, just just putting it back to the, the historic part of this organization, I thought was was really great to see. Absolutely. And honestly, I, you know, I'm a sucker for good stories. And honestly, that almost made me tear up a little bit. Derek Thomas meant so much to the Kansas City Chiefs, and he had such an impact, a huge impact on this franchise. Uh, for him to lose his life the way he did, we don't need to get into that. But um, for that scenario to end up happening the way it did, I mean, that was tragic. But to see that the guys that are still there now or that are there now have that respect for somebody that came before them that really – uh, lit the way for a lot of the way, you know, a guy like Clark plays now. And uh, I'm not trying to compare Clark and Thomas. I don't think that's fair. Uh, completely different types of football, completely different eras of football. But Thomas really was one of those guys that could play defensive end or linebacker and was effective at both. And I think Frank Clark could be that type of guy. But just to see them be able to respect the prior generations, I think that's a huge thing for this team and honestly for the city. Uh, and I think it all goes back to Andy Reed. And I think when we come back from break, we really need to get into that a little bit more because Andy Reed is all about deflection. And I will say this too, the chief's leadership, and this is nothing against Travis Kelsey, uh, but the chief's leadership in Tyron Matthew and Patrick Mahomes are all about deflection. They want to praise their teammates. They want to praise the people that helped to get them there. They don't want to praise themselves. And that is amazing to see in this day and age. So as you you went into before the break, and in the third segment, folks, we're coming up. Uh, we're going to talk to Matt Derrick and get a little bit more insight uh, on his way home and, and what he takes away from that game. Like you said, the organization about, and people are going to say that, oh, this is, uh, an act where this is them, um, you know, tr- trying to put out a portrayal that's as different from the Patriots as they possibly can. But I'm going to contend that a lot of the behavior that we see is it's Midwestern values. It's being with a team that is based in the heartland. And I, I think the way that this team goes about picking each other up, giving each other um, the credit, whether deserved or not, I think that's that comes from the place that is Kansas City. Well, and I absolutely agree. I, I I don't think you could have said it any better. It is Midwestern values. And honestly, when you start looking at what it means for this franchise and honestly, who they're getting it from the most, because honestly, it's, it is Mahomes and it is Matthew, but it comes from Andy Reid, too. I mean, Andy Reid is always deflecting. He doesn't want the he doesn't want the limelight. He doesn't want the, the center stage. And and one of the things that I've always loved about Reid is he loves to joke about himself. I mean. You know, we talked about this the other day, but his comment about not spending the night with a Lombardi trophy, spending it with his trophy wife, that's classic Andy Reid. I mean, you know, and that is exactly what you want 
uh, leading your group of men going forward. And I, I can't say enough. Uh, I can't respect enough what Andy Reid is and honestly what this entire organization looks like. Uh, and honestly, we didn't talk about this a lot. We did mention it. But I have to give a shout out to Clark Hunt as well and the entire Hunt family. They really stepped up. They sent their entire organization to the Super Bowl. That's huge. It is. I mean, and that's that's the kind of generosity that you don't you don't see from the other organizations, or at least you don't hear about it. Maybe it does happen, and, and we just aren't aware. But and, and um, I will say this I, real quick. I will say this. I don't expect that if Kansas City is going to start making this on a regular basis in the next couple of years, that they're going to continue to send everybody. But the whole point was, we haven't been in 50 years. This is an entire organization that got us here. And I think that's what needs to be celebrated. Yeah, and I think that's that's a very good point because you take the opportunity when you're presented with it. And I think that is paying back all the people that have been part of that organization um, for so long, struggling to get there. Um, you know, the, the feast of the 90s that didn't quite get finished the, the the desert of the <laughs> of the late two thousands that we all know what happened there. Uh, it's been a long time coming, well, and it's right. <laughs> thank, you. thank you for that late two thousands. If we didn't have that late two thousands, we don't have Andy Reid, right? And honestly, I don't know that you have Patrick Mahomes because Brett Veach was the one that wanted Mahomes. So, right, Veach probably isn't here. If Reid's not here, so you know it's all it's all connected. It absolutely is. And it's, it is great to see an organization take that upon itself. Um, and, and maybe again, this is just the way that things are done at a different level because of where this team is based. Um, and I, I know we're talking today to mostly Chiefs fans, but if you happen to be somebody who isn't a Chiefs fan or, or isn't from Kansas City, you're welcome to become a Chiefs fan. But... Right. Yeah. There, there's room on the wagon. You're just on the second car is all. Um, yeah. the, the well, difference maybe is. Car. Well, it may be at this point, but the difference really is what this organization has been through and how it's dealt and how, despite, you know, a couple of years where sellouts weren't a a foregone conclusion, this fan base has stayed loyal over the years through the shifts and everything else. And quite frankly, a lot of tragedy. So the people that were in the building deserve that. And I'm, I commend Clark Hunt in particular, but the whole Hunt family for, for doing something like that and keeping the whole family at large together, not just the 53 guys on the roster and their coaches. Yeah. And then, you know, seeing, seeing Andy talk, seeing, you know, Clark Hunt talk, seeing Mark Donovan talk, Mark Donovan is, is, you know, instrumental in the way the the business part of this franchise is run. And I think he's done a great job as well. Uh, and I think he's really helped Kansas city as a brand. Uh, so I do think that that's a, there's a big value there as well. Uh, that's not talked about. And, and I understand why it's not talked about because we always talk about the football side, but there is a business side that needs to be taken into account as well. Um, but really to send 2000 people to send, you know, even your janitors, and I'm not trying to talk down to, about anybody, but really to send those people that you don't really think about and that nobody thinks about in the organization or that most people don't think of when you think about a football organization to send those people to pay for their plane tickets, to pay for their Super Bowl tickets. That's phenomenal. That's, that's just, that's way beyond what you would expect. It truly is. And it is, you know, quite frankly, the antithesis of what we've seen for the last decade or so 
you know, the dynasty that will not be named. Um, it, it takes something to enjoy this to that level. And you want to include everyone you can, because while we can talk about dynasty, we can talk about this being the first step in what could be a very, very long trail of games like this that are at this level. You just never know. So take it for the, all that it's worth today. Uh, you know, take the gold in hand and run with it. And I, I think that's, that's great Absolutely. to see from the leadership. Yeah. And then, you know, listening to Clark Hunt talk and talk about what this would have meant for his dad. Uh, you know, that was, that was awesome for me to see. And, and, you know, whether or not you want to, you know, read into whatever he said, you know, you do what you want to do. But I, what I will say on that is him talking about his dad and his dad had told him, or had said that one of the best days of his life was when he started this football franchise and what it meant for him to be able to bring a team to Kansas city that was able to win everything. And for Clark to be able to go through what he has since his dad passed away and take over and get Kansas city to this point, uh, you know, it's a great job by him. And, and obviously I think they've really molded a team around, uh, what their values are and, and what this team or in what Clark wants those values to be. And I think Andy Reid is the perfect fit for that. So, yeah, that's bodes well for the future as well. So absolutely. And they, and they bring in players that want to be able to fit into that mold. And there is a huge thing that needs to be talked about and we'll get there eventually about there are going to be some players that you maybe want to bring into Kansas city because of talent that aren't going to fit that mold. They're not going to fit this team very well. If they can't if they can't get to a point where they respect the past, they won't fit the team near as well as what is here now. Yeah. And that's something to keep in in very much focus as we move forward. We start talking about the offseason. We're going to get to that next week. We're still trying to get some of the details and enjoy this continually. So when we get back from this, we're going to go talk to Matt. Derek, uh, get a little more information from him. And we're back. Matt, Derek is still trying to get hope, but he's available. So thanks for doing it again, Matt. Absolutely. Hey, you know, you can't, you can't be tired after what happened on Sunday. And then the longer you go, the just the better you feel. Right. Just re-energize yourself. Exactly. Think it into being, at least that's what I do. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. I was exhausted that night too. And I didn't even get up and out of my house. So. You know, I, 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 I had my alarm set for, I think, 10 to get up because it was like, okay, I'll sleep in a little bit. And this is East Coast time. So, you know, nine. Um, but I, I couldn't. I mean, I woke up at like eight o'clock, just wow, bright, that wide awake and could not sleep. So. Well, you were there pretty late too, right? I mean, d- tell the people, how long does that go for you guys afterwards? Um, and, and this is all Eastern time. So, you know, that means kickoff is what, 630. Um, mm. I, I ended up leaving at three o'clock. That was the last, uh, media shuttle out of, out of hard rock going back to the, the hotels. So yeah, that was, and, and uh, basically, I mean, it's a little bit different from, from a regular game. So you, you get, you get through the game and then you've got basically about a half hour of celebration on the field. So nothing going on. And then it's, it's not an open locker room process. They bring all the players to podiums. And so that's a little bit different of an environment. So the post game is, it goes on a much, much longer. So mm-hmm. I don't think I ended up making it, um, maybe until midnight back to the, the press box and the, the working area. Good Lord. And, 
and well, well, we're just, you know, talking about champagne problems of beat writers here. Um, <laughs> so when you, when you get this many people credentialed, I, the press box probably holds like it's, it's, it's not any different than Arrowhead. So it may be on a, you know, you can squeeze 7,500 people in there, whatever it may be. Leanville's credentialing like 3,000 people. So they build these tables and put them out in the ble- in the in the seats. So oh. you're you're sitting in the upper deck in just a regular stadium seat with this table that they've built in front of you and it's built for I'd say a, you know, person who's about 5'10". So oh. when you're 6 foot 4, a little more difficult. So I still got bruises on my leg from shoving it into the table the entire game. <laughs> oh man. But what an experience, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like I said, champagne problems for beat reporters because um, everybody that I talked to, I mean, this was my first Super Bowl, could be my last. So you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta enjoy it, and and everybody does. I mean, that's that's just the nature of the game. You got, you got, you got to take advantage of it while you can. Well, I'm guessing it's not your last, and I'm glad, despite all that, that you kept your head because there's a few of your cohorts that kind of lost their freaking minds, and I'm a little about it so i want to get to you because the thing that the the overriding storyline that's bugging me is that a lot of the national heads are continuing to yammer that this was all pat mahomes it was all him driving this offense for this win and they completely neglect neglect the fact that the chief's defense shut everybody out in most of the second half, but particularly the fourth quarter. And it was a full team win, in my opinion. Am I totally out in left field? No, not at all. I completely agree. I mean, especially because there was a period of time outside that one touchdown drive, the offense was pretty bad for three and a half quarters. And it could have very well, that could, the game could have gotten very well out of hand. And it, it came close. I mean, you know, had, had the defense not come up with a couple of stops, had they not, you know, been able to get the stops in the, in the, in, in the red zone and force some field goals, it could have been worse. But the, the defense was timely. I mean, they gave up too many chunk plays. That was the worry early on. They gave up some big ones and you can't do that. But no, I, this was a, this was a team win. I mean, I think the defense played great. I think Spagnolo made the adjustments he needed to as the game went on. Um, they figured things out offensively. Andy Reid came in with, I think, a, a really solid game plan. It just wasn't working. And maybe there's a lot of reasons for that. That's probably a whole other conversation, but why it didn't work early. But, you know, Andy Reid kept that team together. So you got to give him credit for what he did managing all of that. And, and Patrick Mahomes didn't do it by himself. I mean, he had some guys making some plays and the, the route that Tyreek Hill made to get open on that 44 yard catch on third and 15. Mm-hmm. You got to give Tyreek Hill the props for that one. And Sammy Watkins had a couple of really nice grabs. I mean, I, I you're right. I, I say team win all across the board. Oh, and I'm glad you bring up Sammy because that might've been the last that we see of him in, in a red Jersey, but we'll talk about that in a week or two, but I, I really want to highlight him with you because I want your impression of that that last long ball that he caught, and it was because they went right at the teeth of their secondary. He beat Richard Sherman at the line, turned him around. I thought it was it was probably the highlight of Sammy's season, in my opinion. Yeah, and 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 I watching those matchups, I kept looking at the field and trying to figure out how the 49ers were were stopping the Chiefs because they were just doing things that defied logic and things that you just don't do to beat the Chiefs. I mean. 
Um, you know, they were, they were challenging at the line. They were going single high, which, you know, for a team like the 49ers is not common. Um, they were doing a lot of different things. And now they were able to get away with it because the pass rush was phenomenal. They were able to get there yep. with four most of the night. They got there with three a couple of times, which, you know, that's really worrisome. But that's what really kept because Mahomes needs times for plays to develop. And yeah, that one was, a, it was a great rap by Watkins. You know, that was a point in the game where, Mahomes was finally starting to get his groove a little bit as far as, you know, buying some time in the pocket, drifting a little bit. He, I think he needed to do that to, to, to find some, some time for his guys to get open. But you're right. I mean, that was just, it was, it was a perfect route by Watkins. I mean, that's, he set up Sherman perfectly. And I mean, that's why he's, that's why he's here. I mean, that's why he's a savvy veteran. Yeah. I mean, that was the him putting them over the top in the playoffs, like Brett featured had hinted at. And I think that's legit. And I, I want to get way into Brad Veach, but that's a different day. Uh, the bigger takeaway for me is that Sammy did some things, the contributions on offense. We talked the other day about Frank Clark, but I thought the turning point was Tyron Matthew losing his mind on the sideline. And at the time, with a house full of people, that happens and the whole house looks at me. And I'm like, there's only two ways. They either go in the tank right now or they turn it around. There's only two options. And is was something more to it? Did you, from what you saw, I mean, I don't know if you got a better vantage point of the sideline as it happened or anything like that, but was there something else or was that really where it, it spun? Yeah, no, actually, at least from my perspective in, on, in the upper deck, I mean, I think that the TV angles were probably a better look than you, you got inside the stadium. Um, yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. I mean, you see that and you automatically think, okay, this is either going to go really, really well or really, really badly. Um, but it seems like it was exactly the wake up call that they needed, even though, you know, maybe some of the guys on the sideline thought he went a little too far and were trying to calm him down. It's exactly apparently the kick in the pants some of them needed. And, you know, it's that's what, you know, a leader's got to do. I mean, you know, and, and sometimes that means maybe you do go too far and somebody has to, to pull you back. I mean, this is this is football. It's this isn't going to happen at the office. I mean, this is a different type of leadership. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's 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 a sport. So, you know, it's 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 different. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't see anything wrong with it. And certainly none of the players saw anything wrong with it. Um, it, it seemed like it was just a, a well-timed explosion. And whether it was purposeful or not, or it was just emotions getting the best of him, it seemed like it worked. Well, it, it stood out to me because I think... Just in the overall scope of the the season and its storyline, I, I think Tyron Matthew has paid off in every way possible. They they wanted him as a leader. He accepted that role. He came in. He's a vocal voice. I mean, he does more social media than I've ever seen a player do in terms of touting the team. Um, he's clearly taken that as as part of his role. But the one thing that he hadn't had to do to that point, in my opinion, was he led by example. He led as a teacher. He led as as a guy that is that good, but he never had to get down somebody's throat to motivate them. And I thought that really kind of sealed the circle for me about what kind of leader he is going to be for this team. Yeah. And, you know, and, and Andy Reid's kind of, it, it reminds me of him in the sense that they're very different personalities, but they both have that quality about them, which is that Andy Reid's a teacher. He doesn't jump on people. You know, he's, he's harsh. He's strict. I mean, he demands the best of them, but, He's he's one of those guys that when he gets on your behind, you know it, and it's a big deal. 
And Matthew's kind of that same way. I mean, he's normally the cheerleader. He's normally the guy leading by example. He's the the positive guy on the, on the sidelines and on the field. Um, so when he gets ticked off and when he thinks that something needs to be done and he takes it into his hands, those guys listen because it's so different. I mean, they're, they're not used to it. So at that point, when it happens, they wake up and listen. They're like, okay, wait a minute. If, 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 if Tyron's doing this, we got to wake up. There's something wrong. Yeah. And, and that leads me to my last kind of takeaway. And, and I'm, I'm guessing I know what you're going to think of this, but in terms of looking at the future, there's a whole lot of question marks about this roster and where they're going to have to go and what they're going to have to do. But in my mind, you have pillars of Mahomes and Kelsey on offense and Clark and Matthew on defense and whatever else has to happen has to happen. But those four particular players, I feel like set this franchise up to, I'm not going to say dynasty, but I am going to say that there's a possibility for a, a multi-year run with similar results to what we saw this season. Oh, I, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, there's going to be a lot of factors that go into it. I mean, you got to stay hungry. That was a big deal with this team is that it was hungry. And that helped them at a key point in the season when they needed that motivation. So that's difficult to do sometimes. But, the, you know, the Patriots do it. So as Frank Clark said, he doesn't want to do it the Patriots way. He wants to do it the Chiefs way. But you've got to find that motivation because once you get the ring, yeah, it can back you off a little bit. But you're right. The pillars are there. The The intriguing thing is going to be how they can continue to build the defense, which I think they need to do, because the likelihood is that this is peak Chiefs offense. I mean, Mahomes is going to get better. I don't think there's yeah. any doubt about that. But will he ever be surrounded by a group of playmakers like this again in his career? That's a lot less likely. Because you take Sammy Watkins out of this this equation, you know, for next season, let's say, mm-hmm. you're not going to replace him with another Sammy Watkins. I mean, it's going to be less. Yeah, McCole Hardman's going to grow. I mean, you're you're, you're going to have some t- things change. But you look at all of the the guys that they have on uh, at these skill positions, the speed, the age the peak of their athleticism, all of that. And especially, you know, with the fact that in the future, you're going to have less money to spend cap space, all these things, this might be, and maybe it'll extend in the next year, maybe, you know, last year, this year, next year, maybe this is, this might be the two or three year window where Patrick Mahomes will never have a better group of offensive guys around him. I, I can certainly see that happening. I'm really intrigued to see where the off season goes. And I know we'll check in with you the whole time. Um, I, I hope that you get home soon. And, and thanks for jumping in here today. Absolutely. Ryan, always great talking to you. And it's always great hearing from Matt. So before we wrap it up in our final thoughts on what is really the conclusion of this season at this point, um, want to remind you guys one more time that Nigel Sports has something that you can have a part of that is part of this championship. It's absolutely part of this championship. And don't forget, Nyko Sports is a local company. They are based in St. Louis, so they are Missouri-based. Uh, so be sure to go check them out. Uh, this is a fantastic football. Uh, and like I said earlier, it's from Nyko Sports. It is one of the best pieces of memorabilia that you can have to commemorate the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl after 50 years. It has all of the scores, all of the logos. It has a full picture of Patrick Mahomes. And it has some key chief stats in history as well. And there's only 5,000 of them, and they're starting to run out. So for $99, any Chiefs fan deserves to have this one. All you got to do is go over and call them at 1-800-345-2868, and you'll get that ball 
with everything included on it. That number is 1-800-345-2868, or you can go online to nikosports.com, and that is N-I-K-C-O sports.com, and mention us. Let us know. I think you guys are really going to dig it. So to wrap this up, there's going to be player exit interviews and that kind of thing um, as they really kind of linger, uh, which I saw a lot of people doing on that stage too, just trying to linger and yeah. enjoy the moment and try to honestly stretch it out as long well, as it can go. Yeah. And, and, and it makes sense because I didn't think about this, but NFL network was talking about it, the, who I was watching it through. And, and they said, you know, this is really going to be the last time all these guys are going to be together. Uh, I mean, they may have some, you know, parties or they may have some time where they're going to be in the building together with some of the play, some of their teammates, but as a group, this is the last time they're all going to be together, more than likely. Yeah. I mean, everybody kind of... It's just the reality of yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, Mahomes lives in Kansas City. From what I understand, he's going to train here, um, go back and forth to his trainer in Dallas. Um, everybody else kind of comes and goes. They'll be passing camps and get-togethers and that kind of thing. But there are some guys who won't return uh, because of contracts or whatever else. But this is for this team right now in this. Maybe retirements too. Yeah, I wasn't even going to go there, but you're absolutely right. But for this team this year, this is it. They're going to clean out their lockers in what might be the first for many, but um, definitely a unique situation to clean out your locker when you're not angry, <laughs> when you're not, uh, you know, trying to get out of there as fast as you can with as many plastic bags as you can carry. Um, so that right. part's going to be, uh, be an overhaul, but I'm looking forward to the version of the team that comes back next year. There's a lot of free agents. We will start talking about that next week, folks. We're going to try to continue to enjoy this. Hope that you did too, but let us know. And I just have to say, sorry, I would be remiss because I didn't, I did not mention this earlier. Another shout out. Uh, I believe it was Dustin Colquitt was wearing a Lynn Dawson jersey today. And I saw that early on. I did not mention that. That is cool uh, for me as well to see him respect, you know, the past. So I uh, thought that was impressive as yeah, well. Yeah, there's a lot there. And one more time, I um, want to ask you guys, if you were at the parade and you had a good time and you got something cool in, in some kind of visual or audio format, tweet it at us. Just tag at Chiefs on Twitter and send us your thoughts, your your moments, your interactions with anybody, and let us know what you think. So thank you for listening to us today. We'll be back with you tomorrow, and the offseason starts next week. Have a good one, and we'll talk to you then. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com, where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts, and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.